For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. We got a really interesting question. Paige asked us both two weeks ago, and I said, hell no, if they go 3-0, and it's still Jameis Winston's team. I didn't think Fitzmagic was going to throw for 1,000 yards in two weeks. If they win and beat Pittsburgh on Monday night, he's definitely fantasy relevant moving forward. It's the TD Fantasy. The TD Fantasy Podcast. TD Fantasy Podcast. With your host, Paige Demakos, Jamie Eisner, and Jake Arians. Tuesday on the TD Fantasy Podcast, and I'll tell you why it's Victory Tuesday, because the Chicago Bears beat the Seattle Seahawks on Monday Night Football, and I have a big smile on my face because I am very, very happy. One of your football teams finally won? Yeah. And while doing so from a fantasy perspective, they won me the game against Paige as she's screaming for her awesome defense. I happen to have them against her in an epic battle. That's where you have to check your priorities, people, because... As much as I love winning in fantasy, I much prefer the Chicago Bears winning football games. And maybe that's reverse for some, but it's not not the case for me. Uh, but we're talking fantasy, and there is a serious situation happening in Pittsburgh. And that is because a lot of people uh, – I own Antonio Brown. Okay? I do too, twice. He's owned in 100% of leagues. So there's a good chance that all the people that are listening to this podcast own Antonio Brown or are going to match up against Antonio Brown at some point during this season. He tweeted, trade me and find out to a radio host that was speculating on whether or not Antonio Brown is basically talented or not talented enough. If he could leave the team, it's all about Ben, this, that, and the other thing, which I think is absolutely ludicrous. If you actually watch football and watch what Antonio Brown brings to the table. Um, But he tweets, trade me and find out. Right. Right. Which was not directed at the Pittsburgh Steelers. It was directed at that idiot. Right. But there's also this. Okay. He also, from this perspective, doesn't show up to Pittsburgh on Monday. That's a big deal. That's an issue. So, Jake, you've spent a lot of time in Pittsburgh. You coached. Your dad coached in Pittsburgh. You know the organization well. What do you think of this situation, and should Antonio Brown owners be freaking out? Antonio Brown fantasy owners should just sit there and laugh because he's not going anywhere. He's going to light it up. He's going to continue to be fine. Ben obviously proved that he's not over the hill and done this weekend. I'll rewind you all the way back to when we drafted him. My dad was offensive coordinator. took Emmanuel Sanders in the third round. Took Antonio Brown early in the sixth. A lot of potential there, but it's more a punt return, shifty, smaller guy, run after the catch kind of thing. Now, he proved that he's elite, and he proved that he's better than Emmanuel Sanders, who's still really, really good. And who got the money? Antonio Brown stayed. He's the number one target. He has been since. Him and Ben are super tight. They have that chemistry. Neither one of them made the other one. They're both elite. They're both Hall of Famers at yeah, this point. for sure. Don't worry about the Steelers' offense. Don't worry about the Steelers' team, I don't think. Now, from a different point of view, him not showing up on a victory Monday when you lost, it's a little bit of an issue because it all goes back to me to point at Mike Tomlin. There's a lot of stuff going on in Pittsburgh. And if I'm a Pittsburgh fan, the only thing I'm really worried about is how much heat Keith Butler, the defensive coordinator, is taking when he's not the one calling the plays. Mike Tomlin's calling the defense. It is not Dick LeBeau's defense anymore. It is not where Keith Butler came from, and your defense sucks. 
you have the inmates starting to run the asylum. Mike's a player's coach. There's no discipline going on, obviously. And he's the one calling the defense. So you have an issue here if you're a Steelers fan. This team should be legit and really, really good. And you're 0-1-1 in games that you should have won. I wouldn't worry about this offense at all. I wouldn't worry about Antonio Brown. I think if you're a Le'Veon Bell owner, you're going to be really happy because he's getting traded eventually. And I think he's going to play for somebody else coming up. Jamie and I have some thoughts on this. What, Who should be involved and, and those kind of things. I, I think San Francisco with their salary cap issue would be great. But do you get something back? Do you get a trade? Do you, do you sign and trade? All those kind of things. That I'd be worried about if I took Le'Veon Bell high. That's why I took Antonio Brown over Le'Veon Bell with the second pick in one of my leagues. Uh, but if, from an offensive point of view and a fantasy point of view, I'm laughing this all, all of this off. Yeah, Sit tight. I, I'm not worried if I'm an AB owner. He's going to get his. He'll be fine. He'll be probably be back at practice on Wednesday, and this will all be this will all be forgotten fantasy-wise. Now, like you said, for the Steelers, they have some problems they're going to have to deal with. They're going to have to address a locker room that is already kind of divided on one of their players that's not there in Le'Veon Bell. Your best players didn't show up on Monday. He's not going to be fine because the Steelers don't find players unless they, they're less than Le'Veon Bell. So this is kind of a sticky situation for a team I thought could be a Super Bowl contender this year. I still and think they can be, but you're sure, exactly right. They have some issues to deal with. Yeah, they have to change a lot if they're going to be a Super Bowl contender because that defense is not winning a Super Bowl. No. That, that defense is atrocious. They looked horrible. Uh, they couldn't stop anything that Kansas City was calling in that game, and you're going to have to be much better. They couldn't stop a lot. The Browns are doing in a really, really bad weather conditions the that's, week before. That's another issue. That's a whole separate issue. But let's go into what we got right and what we got wrong. So, Jamie, I'll let you gloat first. Uh, what are some things that you got right that you're feeling good about right now? Well, so, I mean, some of the things that we talked about was, one, the Kansas City offense is going to continue to roll no matter where they play, no matter what they're doing, no matter what. Mahomes, six touchdowns. He was awesome. He was our uh, he was my number three quarterback going the week. Ben Roethlisberger was my number one quarterback. He also had four, a four-touchdown game, one of them on the ground. He looked great. Uh, I think, again, we told you about the Colts. We told you not to overvalue Washington. The Colts were going to be fine. They were going to go in there and win that game. We were happy about that. And plus, since it's my brand now, uh, Oakland lost again. <laughs> Uh, they actually actually played a lot better I really liked how they played most of this game but they got to keep up with the brand here and they're over too yeah you have to uh you have to you have to tote yourself for this because you have been anti-Oakland for uh for a couple weeks before it was a sexy thing to say and now uh everybody's pretty anti-Oakland and anti-John Gruden uh Jake what things did you get right this week would add on to him we we told you Mahomes in this offense was gonna be legit I thought Mm -hmm. they'd throw some picks and then I still think that's coming but he's only thrown it 28 and 26 times the first two weeks. So they're pretty balanced. They can beat you a lot of ways. That offense is, is going nowhere. I told you Deshaun Watson was going to take a step back. And if you Ooh. took him really high in your leagues, fantasy-wise, I don't think this goes away. I think this is going to continue. He cannot play at the level he played at last year when defense coordinators have the tape. And he can't play that freewheeling when there's now expectations and pressure. I told you last April the Browns were going to be pretty good, that their defense is legit. It now has gotten better. And that was before they got Jarvis Landry and Tyrod Taylor. This team is not going anywhere. I thought if they didn't implode on themselves with the coordinators mm-hmm. and the head coach and all that, they'd be okay and they'd start a little slow. That defense is legit. No, they should be 2-0. Yeah, they should be. I know and we can't play the should have, should have, would have, could have game in the NFL, but that team deserves to be 2-0 the way they play. Yeah. The other, the other thing was I thought Sam Darnold and the Jets would come back to earth a little bit. They did. I was still really high on Darnold. I was still really high on the Jets organization where they're going. But regardless – of, of how it's just so hard to go back week to week For and you sure. have those expectations. I, I thought they'd take a step back. I thought they'd still win the game. Yeah. Miami being two and zero, we all got wrong. Yeah, yeah. That, that's <laughs> fake. I'm not, I'm not buying that at all. But the other thing I want to do is give Jamie some credit on Denver's offense. I was at that game. 
Now, while I think the Raiders are a little better than, than Jamie does, they looked okay. Denver's offense is going to be pretty good moving forward. There's definitely some fantasy options there, and Lindsey is not going anywhere. So good. Yeah. That dude looked really, really good in person. Emmanuel Sanders is by far the number one option on that team. So. He, he's earning that number 30 in Orange so far. It's Absolutely. only two games, but he's he's earning that number. Look, in person, he looked really explosive. I'm really impressed. And one last thing we'll, we can gloat about before we eat some crow, because there's plenty of crow for us to eat as yeah. well in this yes. week. We warned you. Do not buy the preseason hype surrounding the Arizona Cardinals. We warned you, we warned you, we warned you. This was a team that was going to go through a lot of struggles. They were going to think all of us picked them to either win four, five, or six games. They were going to be a really not a good football team. They look like the worst team in football. They are very lucky Buffalo exists because those are the two worst teams in football right now. That was an abysmal performance in L.A. Yeah, it's uh, it's an embarrassment status already. You see the lines in Vegas changing. Uh, the third most likely coach to be fired already in Vegas is now Steve Wilkes. And I can tell you, since I looked at the lines coming into the season, he was not in the top 16. So that's, that's, that's a soccer bet, though. They're not going to fire sure. their they're first not, year coach. They're not the going to fire season. him, but the offensive play calling has been questionable at best. Sam Bradford has looked atrocious and I was going to leave this alone so I'll go ahead and jump in now I've I've had a bunch of questions is it Mike McCoy is it personnel whatever it's not Mike McCoy Mike McCoy is a proven offensive coordinator he has been told to be conservative to run the ball that we love our offensive line we're going to be a power run team we're going to play defense that has gone out the window in the middle of the first quarter but guess what people you game plan Monday through Saturday before you play on Sunday and when you're getting your asses kicked and your defense can't do anything Kind of goes out the window. Now, can they get more creative with David Johnson? Yes. Do they need to throw it to him a lot more? Yes. They don't have any weapons. No. Larry Fitzgerald is not the Larry Fitzgerald of old. I told you that before. He's not playing the same offense where if you play in zone, he can get open. Christian Kirk is a tweener. Chad Williams is a good player, but he's raw and young. They don't have anything else. You're going to have the box stacked against you every week. It is not coaching. And Mike McCoy will probably get fired by week eight if this continues for a scapegoat for the head coach who changed the defense. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's what he said when he took the press conference, and he broke it. Yes. <laughs> it was top seven for five years. He's got a 3-4 team that's built to be a 3-4 team, and he's playing him in a 4-3 tradition. Where nobody has a position. You have two first-round pick linebackers who played 35% of the snaps. That, to me, makes zero sense. Now you're calling for a rookie to play. It ain't Sam Bradford's fault. And if you think it's going to get better with a rookie, come on, people. This is just – I was going to leave this one alone, but I had to jump in. I think you have to address it only because we've been getting a lot of questions about it. We obviously all live here in Arizona. Your dad coached here. There's a lot of ties. We follow this football team more so than any national radio show or radio podcast does. And in all reality, like, I want to see this team do well. It's a much, it's a much more fun atmosphere. Living I absolutely in the, do. Living in the desert when the football team yeah. is good, it's yeah. much more fun to live here. People rally it's around. Fun, it's good a fun teams. environment to be in. Yeah, or whatever they call it, now. State Farm Field, whatever. Yeah, calling State it now. Farm but, Stadium is a fun place uh, to yeah. watch football. The one thing that is pissing me place. off though is that the culture needed to change. Yeah, five well, years, fifty wins, ten wins a year. By the way, that's the best in the hundred-year history of your franchise. To say that the culture needs to change, that's not always a positive thing. I'll defend you here because you obviously have an even emo- more emotional tie than I do. But when you have a winning culture, let me let me assure you, you don't need to change a winning culture. Yeah, there's no need to have, build the foundation when you've just done it for five years. No, you had good leadership. You still have good leadership. Patrick Peterson is a good leader. Larry Absolutely. Fitzgerald is Absolutely. a good leader. Sam Bradford is a good, good leader. leader. Yeah. You don't have to. Those are veteran guys. They know how to play football, and they know how to win games. All three of those guys. I've lived in Phoenix since 2001, so I have seen a lot of ups, 
one of the few ups that they've had and a lot of downs that the Cardinals have. And they're back into this other period now where they're just becoming irrelevant in this town, in the NFL, all of that. And, and that pisses me off and breaks dis- my heart at It's the same disappointing time. to see. It's also disappointing because there's a lot of talent on that defensive side of the ball that's being misused now. The, the Cardinals' best chance of winning was they had two two really strong pass rushers on the outside of that 3-4 that could come in there. You had a, you had a guy in Buda Baker and at one point Tyron Matthew that weren't safeties. They were playing this hybrid role where they were coming. Sometimes they were nickel corners. Sometimes they were in the box. They were playing all of these different roles. Dion Buchanan as the dollar linebacker. That is where this team had success. And they have taken everybody, and even Pat, the way Patrick Peterson's been playing, they've taken everybody and they've put them in a worse position to succeed. Well, if you're the Rams, how hard is it to go, okay, Patrick staying on one side of the yeah. field, playing primarily zone, is not following Cooks all over the field. We'll put Cooks on the other side of the field yeah. and run him past two old safeties. Yeah. This, this isn't rocket science. But we told you come in, you can run on this defense. I told you Chandler Jones isn't going to be the same guy with his hand in the dirt. He knew that. It, it's, a, it's just a shame. And I hate what's going on. And it's going to continue. They're not going to get – they're not going to turn it around and be that much better now. No, and uh, uh, the question will remain. A lot of the fans wanted to see wanted to see the young rookie. You will coming in in the second half, and I can assure it's you, not putting, matter. putting Josh Rosen into that game would have been a catastrophe. It's not going to matter. You, a catastrophe you, to put him in there. You against don't that want defense. a David Carr him. I think that's that's the thing there that you're go. worried about. You don't want this guy to get hit so much that he has no confidence in himself when game. And he doesn't like getting hit. Matter. Going back to his UCLA days, one of the knocks on him, he can flat sling it. He doesn't like getting hit. All right, let's get into uh, what we got wrong since we just went off on a five-minute tangent yeah, on, on the Cardinals Arizona right. Cardinals. It was deserved. What What did you guys, Jake, I'll let you go first. What uh, did you get wrong? Fitz terrible. I called it. <laughs> I was expecting. And Fitz magic showed up again. Look, I mean, I've seen enough of this dude. that He's talented. He can get hot. I didn't think he'd do it two weeks in a row. I didn't think he'd do it against Philly's defense. I absolutely got that one wrong. I said the Giants were going to have win the NFC East and have a great second half of the season. I thought their offense would be really good, but their offensive line – sucks it is god awful again yes dallas's defensive line is pretty good but they could do if they had one extra second on every play just one that offense would be ridiculous Eli and it's is not. too old to begin hit that much and eric flowers is the worst starting player in the nfl period. it's bad period. it's bad and then I, I did not think the eagles would play like that in week two it was just it was bad that Interesting. We were kind of we were kind of we were kind of right and kind of wrong at the same time on yeah. the Eagles because we said that their offense was terrible and Foles wasn't that good, but that defense was so good and I thought them playing against Fitz Magic would have been in their in their favor and it wasn't. Fitz Magic or Conor McGregor? I'm not quite sure yeah. which is out there slinging the ball around. Jamie, what the did other you do one about? I was wrong on. I'm sure Jamie's going to say this because we both were yeah. the catastrophe. Maybe one of the worst losses I've ever seen for the Houston Texans. Not beating the Titans with both starting tackles out, a backup tackle out, their starting quarterback out on a not very good team anyway. And you couldn't go win that game. That was that was bad. And that it, was bad, bad loss. And Jake's been warning me and all of the listeners pretty much since the preseason. But I I didn't expect Deshaun Watson to be what he was during that small sample size last year. But I expect him to look better than this. And he missed some – again, this is the second great week where he is missing easy throws. He looks like a non-impact player out there. Yeah. Like he's out there and I'm going, is this the Houston Texans of old now where we're just going to be rotating through all these crappy quarterbacks until somebody can get somebody the ball here? Uh, Tennessee is not a good football team. They were really, really banged up on the offensive side. I just – I look at this Houston team as, again, a team that's underperforming yet again. And then the Giants. Uh, by the way, both those teams in that Giants-Dallas game, they're both bad. Like, I think we have to look at this game, and I know people are like, oh, the Dallas defense looks great. 
I mean, no, Alabama can get through this Giants line right now. <laughs> this team is both these teams are bad football teams, and I just I expected a little bit more from the Giants. Yeah, on I, offense, like there's just there's just nothing there right now. Yeah, the Giants defense played well. It wasn't it wasn't when they you hung in there. They, they got hung, some injuries they too, did, but they played pretty well. They did enough to get them a, a win. Their offense just couldn't stay For on sure. the field. For Their sure. offense could not stay on the field. All right, let's get let's go game by game and get into the observations um, that we didn't already get into. So let's start with Carolina, Atlanta. I would like to give Matt Ryan a little credit because he looked fine. He looked pretty good in that football game against a divisional opponent. I know it was at home. But we, he looks good at home. He always does. Yeah, I, I think from that perspective, you got to give a little, little love to Matt Ryan. A little love. I got what I expected out of the game. I picked Atlanta. I thought they'd bounce back and win at home. I'm not as high on Carolina. Cam doesn't have a lot of weapons. Well, DJ no. Moore with a hell of a play. He and looked really explosive. But I, I just Calvin I, Ridley and yeah, DJ Moore. I, I, I thought good. Atlanta would bounce back and play better at home, and and that's kind of what we saw. I mean, there wasn't anything spectacular. Their their defense is still going to struggle without Deion Jones and Keanu Neal. And to your credit, though, Tevin Coleman, great game. And that's the guy you've been talking up for a couple weeks now. I think he's going to be the feature guy even when Freeman comes back healthy. Yep. I think they're still going to split time, but those roles are going to change, I think. I kind of think Tevin Coleman's the more talented player. I'm not going to lie. I yeah, think I, I, I liked what he has done even when, when he's been splitting time. I just think he's more versatile. He fits better in that offense. He yep. can pass block. Uh, I like all of those elements to his game. And on the Carolina side, by the way, I told you McCaffrey's going to push 100, 100 catches this year. You ain't kidding. He's well on his way. He had 14 in this game. Yeah. I don't care if he's not running the ball that much. You're in a PPR league. Christian McCaffrey's a top five to top seven play every single I'd game. rather have him over Cook, Freeman, mm-hmm. a bunch of other guys at this point. Yeah, for sure. He looks he looks damn good. All right, uh, the L.A. Chargers going on the road to Buffalo. I told you you should worry about that team going on the road to cover that spread. It was – They did know, the reverse. It was 13 and a half. It was 13 and a half. And well, they, no, for the Chargers it was eight. Oh, it was eight. It was eight. Okay. okay. So they did They did cover the spread. Oh, yeah, they covered just fine. But they did the reverse of what I thought. I thought they would get off to a slow start and then have to fight back later, yeah. which we see a lot of these teams that go from West Coast to East Coast. But – there's just a talent disparity on between these two teams. That's why I so said I didn't great. care about yeah, the East Coast Buffalo thing. With Phillip Rivers, it did that. The East Coast thing did not bother me at all. Mike Williams bounced back. We called that when I not bounced back, but continues to be really good. He, he played an entire game in a close game. Yeah. I think Mike Williams is a one A to Keelan Allen if he's healthy. I think that's one to really. And you called Eckler. Yeah, having he's, a big he looks game. Good. I mean, Gordon was really good again, but Eckler's yeah. going to continue to be there moving forward. Melvin, that defense yeah. is not the same without Bosa. No, that scares not. me no. moving forward. It scares me this week especially. You at this point, whoever is playing Buffalo, you should think about. You should there. think about honestly some of the fringe guys. Yeah. You're flexing them into your lineup yeah. because yeah. Buffalo is so and pick bad. Pick up that defense, and yeah, and yeah. pick up that defense because at that t- Buffalo cannot do anything. Josh Allen, all the criticisms of Josh Allen going into the draft have come to light in what we've seen so far. It's a small sample size, yeah, obviously. He's got nothing around him. But yeah, that nice. team is bad. They, them and the Arizona I'm a little Cardinals disappointed in the Chargers bad. giving up 20, regardless yeah. if you were up that big. I agree. Giving up 20 to that team was, was disappointing to me. That defense does not have the same punch it had no, a year ago. it does not. And they're going to think they play the Rams this week, yeah. too. So that's, that's going to be gonna interesting need to Bosa. see. Um, and they're saying he's out until October now. Yeah. But Austin Eckler, as I said last week, is a weekly flex play now. He's yeah. going to be successful in that offense. He's going to be successful with Gordon. Um, Gordon is really catching the ball a lot in the backfield. I, did, I thought he would get an increase there. I wrote about him in the preseason, but I didn't think it'd be this much. I mean, he is doing pretty much been doing more damage in the passing game than in the running game. And on Buffalo's side, uh, LaShawn McCoy got hurt. So for those of you that were starting in the flex play, 
I don't think he's going to play this week. An offensive lineman fell on him right on the un- unpadded part of his Cracked ribs. cartilage, which I've yeah. never heard. Yeah. It was it was a bat because there's that little area in the rib section where there's no padding. And took a 300-pound lineman just fell directly on that as McCoy was laying on his side. Uh, nobody else is fantasy relevant. Although, Chris Ivory might be a fringe flex play this week if McCoy's out. Yeah. no. Again, okay. number one running back, he might get some opportunity. As somebody who has LaShawn McCoy, I'm going to have to start Chris Ivory in a league because that's where the options are on the waivers right if now. If the Bills are relevant, McCoy is taping that up, putting some gel sure. padding on For and sure. playing, but he ain't playing. No, they, they had a, they had a hey, defensive player at halftime. A really okay. good player, by yeah, the way. Fonte, like, Fonte Davis is legit solid. He's had some injuries the last couple of years. Yeah. But you go back three or four years when he was with the Colts five years ago, he's really good. Yeah, the Colts He's only 30, and you just hang it up at halftime and – like, come it's on, embarrassing. Yeah, no, thing. it was embarrassing. All right, Minnesota and Green Bay. Hi, end, Kirk Cousins. Ends Told you. Ends in a tie, which made me, the Bears fan, very, very happy. Uh, from a fantasy perspective, guys, everybody knows you're going to start Rodgers. I know. I now know guys. Aaron Rodgers doesn't have to practice to be really freaking good. <laughs> yeah. Because he was still really good against a really good defense. Yes. Devontae Adams stepped up to an injury, played well. You're going to get all that. Now, the running back situation with – it, with Green Bay, it's going to be interesting with coming off suspension. Williams hasn't looked very good. I'm I'll telling let, you, Green Bay's running back situation I'll, I'll, I'll is like New England. I'll let Jamie kind of talk about that. I stay away from it. Uh, Minnesota, I mean, from a football point of view, Minnesota's got to be pissed. You cut your kicker, who I really like coming out of all yeah. Carlson, Daniel Carlson's legit, but missed three and get whacked. You now have Dan Bailey. You upgraded big, yeah. big time. Uh, that just adds to that team. That team's going to be just fine moving forward, and all of those guys from a fantasy point of view are great, although I'd still be worried about Cook, who did not have a great game. He only caught it out of the backfield. That's going to continue for a while because he doesn't look that explosive. Yeah, again, Kirk Cousins was a top-five QB play for me last week. He'll be a top-five QB play again for me this week. He's legit, and as I said to everybody before, he was he was my fantasy quarterback for two of the last three years, and I've watched a lot of his games really closely. So for people that didn't realize what he was been doing in Washington, because that team has and now he has a lot there. better weapons than he had. Yeah, that was the thing. He was a top twelve quarterback from a fantasy perspective in Washington. Yes, and now he has a really really good football team and an elite defense. Yes, this team is going to be He's very great. good, and Kirk is going to be uh, very good. Thiel and Diggs both got theirs. I, I love that final drive. Aside from him handing them an interception, uh, again the, the reverse happened to Green Bay this time. Where Green Bay's defense had an interception right in their hands. It the was game. the freaking Saints play all yep. over again. The yeah. guy ducks his head, worried about yep. hitting his own player instead of just picking the ball off. Yep. Now that ball gets through to tie the game to overtime. Uh, it's it's still shocking. It's crazy. It's shocking to me. And that and that two point or that play to Diggs in the corner of the end zone was that was so, that, that was, was a big a time throw. Beautiful nice. play from everybody around. Uh, but yeah, I'd be concerned about Dalvin Cook. He's probably more of an RB two right now. Glad to see Kyle Rudolph got a lot was involved a lot more in the offense this time around. For the Packers, uh, all I can say about the running game is, thank goodness, Aaron Jones is coming back. Um, I think Aaron Jones is the best player in that backfield. I just think there's going to be a lot of time being split there. Uh, Jimmy Graham was involved a lot. I mean, you you know, I all think the guys you're going to get that Jimmy kind Graham. of game more from Jimmy Graham than you did from Week One, where they didn't really know how to use him. Yeah. Cleveland at New Orleans. This game de- made me depressed because I felt so. I've like become a pseudo Cleveland Browns fan because I want so desperately for this team to win a football it's been game. Like what six hundred? How many days did they say since they last won 600 like six hundred something? Six hundred and thirty something yeah. games, yeah. and they outplayed New Orleans in New Orleans, which was honestly so amazing to watch. Kamara got going later on. It was that defense is to Jake's credit. He's been telling me specifically since last year how good the Cleveland Browns defense is. After seeing New Orleans put up a lot of points, I know they lost the game, but they put up a lot of points, and Drew Brees and Alvin Kamara looked like they were unstoppable. There's not a better, 
more explosive offense than New Orleans in the league. And Cleveland went to their house and played really, well. By the way, really they well. beat up the Steelers' offense, which is just as explosive, maybe more. Yeah. It was bad weather, yes, but this defense is legit. If they can run it at all and Tyrod doesn't turn it over, they're going to be in every game they play. Yes. And trust me, that defense is awesome. Now, running back situation, fantasy-wise, still whatever. Hyde's still the guy. Yeah. Duke Johnson got some – not money. Gordon's now gone. Landry's kind of hurt. Nothing really changed with the Browns from that perspective. And nothing really changed at all for Norris. Look, Michael Thomas is on pace for 258 catches if he keeps this going. Yeah. I mean, that's not going anywhere. Kamara's not going anywhere. Drew Brees isn't going anywhere. The Saints defense still worries me. They did play better yeah. than they played a week before, but I don't know. I, that I, would, I told you last good. week I would look at picking up this Browns defense. I would look at picking them up and sitting on it depending on the matchup because – they're going to be really good every week. I don't care who they play. And there's not much to talk about from the New Orleans side other than this for a team that was that fancies themselves a Super Bowl contender. I need to see a lot more from them. Yeah. I've been extremely disappointed with their efforts in the first two weeks. Uh, on the Browns side, they say uh, Hugh Jackson says they want to get Duke Johnson more touches. I'll believe it when I see it. Agreed. Uh, the one thing I would keep in mind is I really, really like the chances of Antonio Callaway. I think he's our fringe flex play going forward. He's going to, great. He's great point. Unbelievably talented. He's going to get a lot more opportunity there with Josh Gordon in New England. I, I think he's a player to keep an eye on. He would be a exceptionally exciting player if Baker Mayfield was starting for this football team. Yeah. I'm really, especially having watched Hard Knocks and and seeing that connection chemistry, that, yeah. and the chemistry yeah. that was building, I would love to see those two. And I don't think we're going to see it because Tyrod. Tyrod's be been fine. Enough. I know people. I know people are calling for Baker. Tyrod's been happening. fine. Here, here's the pro- here's the problem. There are two wins better with Tyrod. Yeah, they're a hell of a lot more fun to watch and explosive and exciting. Sure. Oh, they're with much Baker. more fun yeah. with Baker. But you're you're two you're you're two games worse on the season of, of win totals because he's going to throw some picks. Yeah. There's going to be some. I don't care how good you are as a rookie. You're going to be some to win down. football games. Right. Let me be, just, let it, or at least one. Let's we yes. just talked about how good that defense is. If they can yeah. run it and not turn it over, they're in every and single they, game. And that's what, and that's what they want to do. They need to run the ball better. Yeah. They have not done an effective job on the ground, but. That's They'll the thing. They're, they're, yeah. they're trying to avoid turnovers. Yeah. Uh, Miami at New York Jets. This was a – This game sucked. Yeah, this game was bad, and I'd be totally fine skipping it. But let's talk about from a fantasy perspective if you guys like or dislike anything here. Uh, can you Drake look good? I'd like to see him get some more touches. Again, Frank Gore is continuing to be almost a 50-50 timeshare with him. Uh, I don't think that's going to last throughout the season, but there was the thing I was worried about in the first Pissing half. me off in the meantime. I started Emmanuel Sanders over him, and he was like four points short. Yeah. But Drake is explosive, and I, I expect him to get more carries. Yeah, he, he's clearly the more talented player at this point uh, in their career. Receiving-wise for Miami, I know Albert Wilson got the touchdown. I was disappointed that Kenny Stills was basically a non-factor, but this game was where offenses go to die. Uh, Quincy Numa got his in the slot. We've talked about he's a guy that's a, a flex play every week. Uh, Crowell was not great. Bilal Powell was not great in the running game, but he got his in the passing game, 5 for 74 and a touchdown. Darnold had his struggles uh, this game. Miami's a fraud at 2-0. and That's really all I have. Oh, they're definitely a fraud at 2-0. and Terrell Pryor apologized for running the wrong route or running it shallow on Darnold's pick. And you're going to see a lot of that stuff, man. I mean, you go back to quarterbacks take all of the blame when they throw a pick. But trust me, receivers run the wrong route or the wrong depth or the wrong whatever all the time. And you're talking about windows of inches, people. It's not – I think you're going to get the same kind of thing from the Jets every week. So be up and down. What we did learn is Detroit's defense sucks. Yes, it so, does. So you much got for a little Matt bit, Patricia Yeah, Blaine, you got a little bit. Defense, you, it's, it's, bad, it's a bad sign when you have a good defense, you bring in a new head coach who's supposed to be defensive-minded, and you get worse. I agree. Uh, that's a, a, not a good combination. A, a lot worse. And there's right. a lot of bad stuff coming out of Detroit right now from players questioning what's going on in the locker room. But to the Jets' point, 
Miami's, I guess, better than Detroit's defense. Yeah. You're going to be kind of up and down. You're not touching a lot of that. Drake, I think, is the play there. I think he's going to continue yeah. to get more touches. But, yeah, we can skip over the rest of that one. Yeah, the, much, the much more exciting, we went from fantasy wasteland to the opposite of that because this next game, Kansas City at Pittsburgh, featured a lot of people that should be in your starting lineups. Yeah. And I think to the three or four people that tweeted at me about being upset, upset about Kelsey's week one performance I would say look to week two because that is what Kelsey you saw that entire offense is fantasy relevant at this point so we didn't have the greatest week of lock picks we'll talk about that a little bit later but I did say I love the over in this game and I know it was high at 53 and a half but it wasn't high enough so I hope you you bet on this game Uh, Patrick Mahomes is if we didn't know before is legit He's, he's going to throw interceptions at some point. He, I know he has zero through two games. That's not going to last. I still think he throws about a dozen of them before the season's over. But he looks good. Uh, the offense is – I took a look at him on tdfantasy.com, which you can go read and subscribe to TD Fantasy Premium, about Mahomes and where I have him ranked the rest of the year. And I know the thought everybody has when they look at him is, that, oh, he's just chucking up these deep balls to Tyreek Hill. And he's doing a lot more than that. A lot of those touchdowns are in this 15 to 20-yard range. He's got, I think, four of his touchdowns that were inside of one yard or inside of five yards. He is all, he's performing in all situations. He's doing a phenomenal job. Uh, Kareem Hunt had a decent game, n- not awesome. I'm sure people that have him are not ex- exactly thrilled with what they've been getting so far, but he did get that receiving touchdown that kind of salvaged his day. Kelsey looked great. You know that already. Big props to Jake. He said Sammy Watkins was a sneaky, really good play there. He gets 100 yards in this game. Tyree Kill was really good. This Chiefs offense is the best offense in football right now. And, and, it's, and it's not really close. And the Pittsburgh Steelers defense looks bad. And to the point they were at home and they played like that. I'm at where I'm looking and I'm going, okay, let's see the matchups here with Pittsburgh Steelers defense, because I might be looking at some fringe guys going, yeah. I like that matchup this week. Jake, what'd you like? You know, Pittsburgh, we, we've talked with James. Or yeah. Yeah. Connor has been awesome. And they got down so early that he was kind of good late. Antonio Brown's going to be fine. Juju with another big week. I think that's going to continue because you're going to double team Antonio Brown. It's going to lead Juju with a lot of matchups. They're putting him in the slot a lot, so it's a matchup nightmare for them. Good football player, too. Yeah, to go back to Kansas City. They were up 21-0, and Tyreek Hill didn't have a catch. A rush or a target is how freaking good they are. Yeah. I mean, that's going nowhere. They're all fantasy relevant moving forward. I think Sammy Watkins needed some confidence. I think he got it. I think Hunt's probably the guy that's going to continue to not be that relevant because not, not, not that he's not relevant, but he's going to be touchdown dependent on being really good because they're not going to they're not going to focus on that. No. Although they've only thrown it twenty six and twenty eight times. Yeah, coaching matters. People go For back sure. to Kelsey. Look who they're playing. Wasn't a great matchup in week one. They exploited the hell out of the matchup in For week sure. two, and they and to go back to Tyreek Hill the first week. He was the focal point. Coaching matters. They exploited it. They got up early. He wasn't, but he's so good. Yeah, he's gonna get his. He's gonna get his regardless. So, like Kansas City, I told you that's gonna be a top three offense. I told you that before the season. And it's funny as we talked about before. Uh, for those of you who subscribe to like the DVOA uh, stuff that that Pro Football Focus, Kansas City's offense number one in football. Kansas City's defense thirty second in football. Pretty sure I saw that too. <laughs> which is exactly what we were talking about in the preseason. Yeah. One other thing to note, and I also wrote about this for TD Fantasy uh, about the tight ends that are now the top three right now. The number two tight end fantasy points wise is Jesse James. I'm not buying it yet. Vance McDonald finally came back. He, as he gets more and more healthy, he's going to eat into more of Jesse James's snap. So I, to, to me, he, Jesse James is a, is a, a lot of that matchups too. Coaching matters. They took yep. advantage of a weak linebacking core in Kansas City. No Eric Berry. They're trying to double team the big guys on the outside. I, I agree with you. I think Jesse's going to be a play moving forward, but Vance McDonald coming back is definitely going to eat some of those that time up. 
I think the people that are worried about Kareem Hunt, because I know this has been kind of a hot topic for, for fantasy-wise, is their expectations were Kareem Hunt's usage last year with Alex Smith as the quarterback. And you just have to understand, Patrick Mahomes is a different animal. It's a much so more talented, it's talented a passer. It's a much more talented passer, and I just he's going to be a different usage this year for Kareem Hunt. And I think he is more matchup-specific because you're going to be touchdown dependent. You really are. I just don't think he's going to be running the football or getting as many he's, touches he's as he be got fine. used to. I think, you could, I think at the end of the year, you're going to look up and he's going to be either like a low-end RB1 or high-end RB2. Yeah. I know yeah. it's not exactly what you want. But if you go back to the draft, McCaffrey yeah. was a better option than Freeman. 100%. Cook, you, prob- you probably drafted Nixon. him too high. Yeah. If you took him 6, 7, and, or 8 or whatever, definitely, huh? yeah. you're, not getting, you're not getting that full value back. No. But you're still going to get a top 20 player. Right. Yes. You're still right. going to get a good I agree. It's not falling off a table. It's not killing your fantasy team. All right, the uh, Super Bowl champs of last year, Philadelphia, go into Tampa Bay and lose. Uh, 27-21, Magic continues. Philadelphia will now be starting Carson Wentz. I think this is a little reactionary. I don't think they wanted to start him this early, especially when you talk they to doctors. They definitely didn't want to announce it on a Monday. Yeah, yeah, I think this was this is definitely – if they win this football game in Tampa, I don't think that Carson Wentz is starting in week three. No. Um, but from a fantasy perspective, let's first discuss Carson Wentz coming back and, and how this changes the dynamic of the offensive players that you're thinking about starting coming into this week. It should make that offense a little bit more explosive in time. I'm not sure it's going to matter in week, the first couple of weeks of Carson Wentz being back. I, I did my rankings, which you can see on TD Fantasy for the week. He's 12, quarterback 12 for me this week. I want to see it. I want to see how he's how mobile he is. I want to see when he gets hit a couple times, how he reacts to that. Uh, but I think it's good news if you're Zach Ertz owner, but Zach Ertz was, got his in this game regardless. Uh, I think it's going to help Algalore and when Alshon Jeffrey comes back as well. That's what I was going to say. I think it's very much dependent on Alshon Jeffrey coming back and being 100% and being the explosive guy that he was last year. Wentz is a better player, period, end of story. Yes. They're going to be better. It depends on which running back is going to be in. Philly's got some growing pains on offense that, yeah. that they're going to struggle with, but that defense should carry him and should have carried him last week. From Tampa – we got a really interesting question. Paige asked us both two weeks ago, and I said, hell no, if they go 3-0, and it's still Jameis Winston's team. I didn't think Fitzmagic was going to throw for 1,000 yards in two weeks. If they win and beat Pittsburgh on Monday night, he's definitely fantasy relevant moving forward. I've said I'm a little higher on, on the Bucks than everybody else has been. they still got some weapons. Godwin's oh, an do. option. Deshaun Jackson's an option. Mike Evans healthy looks yeah. awesome. Really Chris good. Godwin caught another touchdown. Yeah, I mean, they're, um, that offense has got some players. There's definitely some guys there that are – no, you're starting Deshaun Jackson, and you're starting Mike Evans, obviously. Yeah. And Godwin, to Jamie's credit, was a guy he talked about coming His in. His breakout player of the year, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and he's looked pretty fantasy relevant. Does that change with Jameis Winston shouldn't. potentially Jameis coming back? Jameis is still a really good player, but Fitz is hot. But this might not matter, and I know we discussed this last week, but I want to bring this question back up to you guys. The report from me and Rappaport is they're not convinced in Tampa Bay now. That's not a 100% that Jameis Winston comes back and plays, especially because the game in which he will be coming back, he will be facing the Chicago Bears in Chicago and that pass rush and what you've seen so far. If, and I say this, if they win and they go 3-0 and to start the season, who is the starting quarterback going forward? If they win, this, if they win, it will be Fitzpatrick. If they don't, Jameis Winston will start week four. I I am not convinced even if Jameis Winston does start week four that he finishes the season as the starter. I am not high on Jameis Winston. I know you're I don't not. think he uh, he's I believe in his raw talent, but I don't think he's as good of a quarterback as a lot of people tend to believe. Where I think if you ask people before the season, they would say he was one of the ten or twelve best quarterbacks in football talent wise, and I don't see that. I think he's underperformed in his opportunities, and if they can be, if they can start three and zero and beat the teams that they beat, I don't think there's any reason why they should bench Fitzpatrick. 
I kind of look at the other way around. I don't know that Jameis starts week four against Chicago because when you're suspended, you're not around the team. So you're not practicing. You're not seeing the guys. I think maybe they give him a week or two to get acclimated. And the guys are believing in what Fitz is doing right now. I think Jameis finishes the season as his team because Fitz has been around a long time. This has never been a sustainable thing. He's had some great weeks. He's had some decent seasons, but he's thrown some picks. And eventually this comes back to earth. Trust me on that. And when it does, Jameis is the guy. He is a top 15 quarterback in the NFL. The talent is there. They've also put a lot of stock in him. They paid him. He's, it's going to happen. Whether it happens week four or five, I don't know. Cause he's got to get acclimated. He's got to practice. He's got to get back with the guys. I don't necessarily know that it means Fitz has to come back to earth for that to happen. But if they start four and and beat Chicago and Fitz is still on fire, he ain't playing anytime soon. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. All right. Houston. Uh... One more thing I want to know before we get off that game. Um, I continue to believe that Corey Clement is the most talented running back in that backfield in Philadelphia. I agree. With he that. was really good this week. Let's talk about the, another fantasy wasteland game, and that is Houston at Tennessee. We've already discussed Deshaun Watson. I don't want to get into that. Um, let's. Is there anybody here you feel comfortable on on, on either side uh, starting going? I forward? have Will Fuller, and I didn't play him because it's his first week back, and I didn't think he's one hundred percent. But that offense is different when he's in there. He's definitely fantasy relevant because everybody's double teaming the crap out of Hopkins, and they're not running it great. And he still has that deep threat. So I think Fuller moving forward, maybe not 25 points like he was this week, but he's going to be fantasy relevant for sure. Tennessee, I ain't touching anything going on over there. Maybe just Deion Lewis. Yeah, Deion Lewis uh, is the Corey Davis, maybe, but mm. I don't I – st- I don't like the quarterback situation. They're, they're not very good. Team's not very good. I still wish Lamar Miller got more touches because he's been extremely effective in the limited work he's getting. I don't know why he doesn't touch the ball more. I think they have to. I think they have to be a little bit more conservative and run yeah. it because Deshaun Watson has not, not been the same dude, and I think they need to take a little bit of the pressure off of him to be the guy, and the best way to do that is to run the ball when you have that kind of defense. Yeah, and, and that defense is underperforming too, Bob. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Indianapolis at Washington. We talked about this game. Obviously, you guys both liked Indy, so I have props on that. But Washington, a little correction, I think, coming into week two, because a lot of people were very excited after seeing what they did against the Arizona Cardinals. And this is just a warning because Arizona is a bad football team. And you cannot take stock into what you saw from week one and think Washington are world beaters because none of the three of us thought that team was a great team. And they just lost at home to Indianapolis, who I don't think is a great football team either. So what are your takeaways from a fantasy perspective? Andrew Luck's going to be just fine. If you Mm -hmm. got him sitting on your bench, be happy about it. You're going to play him sooner or later. T.Y. Hilton, I told you, was going to be back and going to be very, very relevant moving forward. To Jamie's credit and to Paige's credit, Chris Thompson is a beast, and he's going to be a beast moving forward in that. Uh, Other than that, Jameson Crowder maybe here and there, depending on the game plan, who they're playing. Washington's offense should have looked better than it did in this game against Indy's defense, which is not very good. It should have. And again, Chris Thompson may be one of the most underrated players in football for fantasy. That yep. guy just is just productive, and he's been productive for two years now. On the Colts side, Eric Ebron is now probably sneaking into the bottom part of my top 10 tight ends for the rest of the year. Sure is. Very happy to have him on my team. And for running back situation with Marlon Mack back, there's going to be a lot of split carries there. There are a lot of just slightly above average backs in that Indianapolis backfield. You're probably not going to feel confident starting. I think you're still taking a flyer with Ebron, but. I said, I talked about it last week. I mean, the way that that offense is set up, they're going to have specific plays for him where they're going to take a few shots, and they've hit him so far. And I like the chances of them hitting yeah. with, with Andrew moving forward. Uh, <laughs> one side of this game is a fantasy wasteland. The other side is you're starting everybody, and not only against Arizona. Uh, let's start off with the positive here because I think at this at this moment in time, one, I've gotten a lot, and I mean a lot. Probably the number one thing I get asked about, and I think it's from a proximity standpoint, but it's also because David Johnson was drafted so high. I warned you. I'm going to t- say this again. 
I warned you, I love David. This is not a criticism of David Johnson. This is a criticism of what I knew was coming. This offense is terrible. They, David Johnson is not going to be what you saw two seasons ago in the Bruce Arians offense where he scored 20 touchdowns. It's not going to happen. Not They don't have the weapons. Carson Palmer was throwing the football, and Sam Bradford doesn't have a good offensive line in front of him. So I told you, he was not. I was not drafting him ahead of Todd Gurley. That was ludicrous, the people that drafted him number one overall. I love David. I love David, and you're starting him going forward. But if you drafted him two or three or one, you're like, what the hell? Because you're not going to see that. He's not going to be the same guy. And to Jake's point, they're going to load the box every time. And well, they're going to load the box, coming. and if they put him in the slot like they're talking about doing and getting more creative, they're going to double-team him anyway because who else are you worried about? Yeah. You're not. There's nobody else on that offense you're worried no. about. He's going to have two or and three Fitz people with him at all times. And Fitz can't run like he used to if it's not hurt. And they're not using him like he's been used in the past. That offense, the good news for David Johnson owners, you're going to be losing a lot of actual football games. So they're going to be throwing it. He's a three-down back. He's in there in the two-minute drill. That's going to continue. There's going to be just like week one, you're going to have a bunch, bunch of garbage points. You're going to be okay there. But you're not going to – he's not a between-the-tackles guy anyway. No. So to say that he's going to be the focal point, like a Zeke, of running between the tackles, go back to college. He's more of a receiver than he was a running back yeah. anyway. That's going to continue. But the production is going to be there because he's the only thing they have. Yeah. He's yeah. just not – if you drafted him you're going to be ahead, ahead of Todd Gurley and Ezekiel Elliott, you're going to be disappointed. Yeah. You Period. Are. On mean, the other side of the ball, I was high on Cooks going into the season yep, you're with right. the Rams. I expected him to have a bigger week, which he did. I expect him to be the number one receiver in that offense moving forward, followed closely by Cooper Cup. And we, Jamie and I talked about Robert Woods kind of being the forgotten guy. I think they're going to throw it a lot, though. Yeah, all three might be continue to be relevant. Yeah, that and Todd Gurley is an absolute beast. Yes, he didn't run it a ton, but they didn't have to. He still got three touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, that Not only that, but I look around the division and I go, wow. Seattle's defense, huge step back. Arizona's defense, terrible. San Francisco's defense is okay. It's not world beater. Those are six matchups for this team throughout this season, yeah. and I like those matchups a lot. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy team. with Robert Woods in a flex play. I'm happy with Cup. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm ecstatic that I've got Cooks in two leagues. Yeah. Let's let's get into Detroit at San Francisco. Jimmy G gets his uh, first win of season two in San Francisco. Detroit goes 0-2 on the year. A lot of question marks there from a football perspective, but let's keep it fantasy related. Jamie, I'll let you go first. Did you see enough from Matthew Stafford? Are you are you feeling better about him from a fantasy perspective? Yeah, I wasn't panicking last week, and neither was Jake. We talked about this. We have guys that's been in the league as long as he has. You can't worry about one terrible game. You're going to have that, especially when you're an interception-prone player like Stafford is. You're going to have those games where you just get completely blown up. He looked fine. Uh, again, on the receiving side, all of all of the Lions receivers that you like got theirs. Golden Tate with seven for one hundred and nine. Galladay with another touchdown. He looks really good. I think he's actually the the receiver I want the most next week. Marvin Jones looked good. Theo Riddick is going to catch the ball in the backfield. Carryon Johnson still looks like the best running back there. I'd like to see him get more than eight touches on the ground. Well, their defense sucks. So yeah. Stafford got his in the second half. He had eight points at halftime. Yeah, they were getting blown out, so they didn't have a choice but to throw. So Theo Riddick was the guy going in, and I think that's going to continue because that defense looks god awful. Um, San Francisco shouldn't be as good as they are. Jimmy G makes them relevant. They don't have a lot of weapons. Kittle, I really like. To, to Paige's credit, you guys have both been on that for a couple weeks. Um, San Francisco is going to be there. They're still like an 8-8 eight eight team, but a lot of that's because the quarterback is pretty freaking good. I don't yeah. know how much I like him from a fantasy perspective because I still don't like a lot of his weapons. I wouldn't worry about Stafford at all. As I said that last week. Uh, Matt Breida looks really good in this game. I think he's a really strong – he's probably an RB2 play next week at Kansas City, although I do have some – I want to see if that defense is as bad 
at home in their first home game as they've been in the other two games. Yes. I, I, yeah, I think it's I think it's going to be as bad. We might just see a, a little bit even bigger Mahomes game than we have with the Kansas City Chiefs uh, fan base behind them. Uh, Jake, you were at this game, Oakland at Denver. Uh, I got to give a little props to Jamie because Denver's offense, I know we talked about it at the top, but uh, a guy he talked about a lot was Emmanuel Sanders. Jake and I were both down on Demarius Thomas from where the whole fantasy world kind of saw him as. He's just not the same guy anymore. I've had Demarius Thomas on a lot of my football teams over the last few years. You got used to what he was with Peyton Manning, and he's never, ever, ever going to be that wide receiver again. Manuel Sanders looks good. I know we've talked about Cortland Sutton. Let's talk about this offense there and what we like. And is Case Keenum a guy you guys maybe feel comfortable starting in a two-quarterback league? I don't have a backup quarterback in any of my three leagues. And when it's time to go by week, I'm looking for Case Keenum, depending on who he's playing that week. That offense is pretty good. I like both running backs. Lindsey is explosive in person. I'm telling you, Freeman looked really good. Problem is they're both going to split carries. Emmanuel Sanders should be the focus of this team. He didn't have a target till halftime. And Demarius Thomas had like 10. He cannot run like he used to. He drops way too many easy balls. And ever really since he got paid three years ago, he ain't been the same dude. Yep. Cortland Sutton's going to be more and more explosive. That dude in person, oh, my God, giant hands, big body, made some really athletic catches. Two of them got called back because, like, the ball came out late or just something weird happened. But he's going to be just fine. Um, Denver offensively is pretty good. Their defense is still – they've taken a step back. Yeah. Oakland's offense was a little better than I thought. Derek Carr was 24-27. Amari Cooper, definitely fantasy relevant if they have that kind of game plan, which they yeah. should. They moved him all over the place. They gave him the targets. He's by far, and I see by far, the best player on that offense. He needs to be their focus. Marshawn Lynch, they're splitting a lot of carries. Doug Martin was in the game a lot. I don't think that there's a really good play there. Cook is not going to be the focus like we talked about yeah. from week one. That was kind of a matchup thing. And Jordy Nelson in person – I don't know how it's going to play out, but he still looks like he's got some pop in those legs. They like him, and it looks like him and Carr have some chemistry there. Yeah, I think like if you're looking at Cook, this is a lot more like the games you're going to get going forward. Four for 49, you're not going to get that 180-yard performance like you did before. Uh, again, I think Lynch is probably going to be a low-end RB2 flex play type player because they're using him a lot, and he looks he looks decent out there. He looks good. Yeah. He, he just went good. out there a ton. I was expecting him to be out there more than he was. But yeah, I mean, I think I read everything else Jake said. Uh, New England at Jacksonville. New England goes into Jacksonville. Jacksonville's defense, if you don't <laughs> if you don't believe in them, I know a lot of people were worried about starting Tom Brady and some of the New England offense, and for good reason. I wasn't worried about starting Gronk. Holy yeah. crap, three targets, two catches uh, for Jaylen 15 yards? Jalen Ramsey shut He, did, he didn't cover him that much. No, he only covered him a couple plays. A couple plays, yeah. but that, that defense is, is real – nasty and Tom and company looked a little lost throughout that game New England is not what they were go no. look at Belichick's face Period. on the sideline there's a reason they just traded for Josh Gordon and they're yeah. willing to put up with that headache for a month to see if they want to do anything with it Edelman coming back is the best thing that could happen to Tom Brady the other side of the ball is what we need to talk about yeah you were on Keelan Cole huge game maybe breakout game to becoming a superstar Diddy Westbrook, I was on, yep. but none of us were on Bortles lighting him up and throwing four touchdowns. No. Fournette being out, I thought Yeldon was going to get the bulk of this and it's going to go through him. They just said, the hell with that. We're going to split carries and we're going to throw the crap out of it. Was not expecting that. That was a little bit weird, but there's definitely some fantasy relevance on that Jacksonville offense I wasn't expecting moving forward. I mean, Yeldon was fine with the touches he got. He averaged almost six yards a carry. It's not like they he just didn't give it to him that much. just didn't give him much. Uh, on the New England running back situation, since we get asked about that every single week, 
Um, Michelle looked okay, uh, but there are going to be a lot of split carries there. I've never liked Burkhead from the beginning. He's, I think he's going to get phased out more and more. Uh, and James White is really settling in his role as new Deion Lewis. So, I mean, all those things are good news for you. I like that Dorsett got five catches again. He, he's probably not going to be relevant every single week, especially when Edelman gets back. But there are some weeks where if you're in a really deep league, he might be somebody you're looking at. Gronk will bounce back. I'm not worried about it. He's going to catch at least. He's going to catch probably two touchdowns next week. I'm not yeah. worried about it. Uh, New York Giants, I laugh mm. because this this team, if you own Odell Beckham Jr. or Saquon Barkley, I, I own Sterling Shepard. I thought going into this, man, this is a nice matchup against a not great Dallas Cowboys defense. And my, oh my, they made the Dallas Cowboys defense look like world beaters. And I think we talked about it at the top. This offensive line is bad. Eric Flowers, I'm going to continue to to say, is the worst player in the NFL right now. And that has an impact on this team. And I know I told you guys at the beginning of this podcast, when we started talking about this, that this team would not be favored in a game until Halloween. And Which I don't, was garbage because they should have been favored in this game. But, but but that is probably not going to change. And this offense is doing nothing to show me that I have any confidence in it going forward. The thing I do have confidence in this offense is Pat Shermer. I was a little disappointed, but I don't think he thought that defensive line was going to play like they did last night or Sunday night. Odell Beckham, you're not worried about. Sterling Shepard, I think there's going to be a very fine line week to week between yeah. him and Evan Ingram. I, I said agree. Evan Ingram was going to have a big game and bounce back. He did. Saquon's going to get his. He's going to get a bunch of targets, a bunch of drop, you know, check downs, that kind of thing, because Eli's going to want to get rid of it quick. But I think the problem with where you and I sit is I have Ingram. I feel pretty good about it. But I think it was like last week he was terrible because he didn't get any targets. This week he got a bunch, and Shepard didn't really get a whole lot. Odell's going to get his. It's going to be fine. But if that offensive line does not get any better, ooh, I have a lot, but I do have a lot of faith in Pat Shermer figuring out a quicker passing game, getting the ball out, letting those guys get in space. You're going to have to look at these matchups specifically because you're going to look and you're going to say, okay, how does this defense defend the tight end position? And if it's if they're ranking bottom 15, you're probably starting Ingram. If they're top 15, then you're probably going with Sterling Shepard. Yeah, I have both of those guys, and I can tell you I'm trying desperately to trade Ingram to get some, because or Shepard, because I don't want to start both of those guys yeah. on a week-to-week basis. And at this point, the way the tight ends are working right now, you're starting Ingram every week. I doubt you have a better option. No. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, sure. just, there's just so limited options now with a couple of those guys hurt. On the Dallas side, Zeke got his. He didn't have a phenomenal bounce, game. But bounce back, He though. had a bounce back game. He came back. No, uh, I'm not buying Tavon Austin at all for no. anything no. ever in his no. entire career. So that was a one play. Got now. Janoris Jenkins looking inside early. What about Cole Beasley? Uh, I mean, he, he he's always been sneaky. He has, but he's like their only option. And now he's kind of becoming that. Let me get it out of my hands quick. Yeah. I mean, there's no yards there, but he's going to get five or six catches. Yeah. Uh, he's fine. Like he's only got two catches in this game. I'm not, I'm not buying. Kobe's if you're, maybe if it. you're in a 16 team league, three That's wide receivers. I'm like, nah, I don't, I, I just don't like Dallas. In as a whole, no, and I think this game was just kind of meh. And Jack is still unstartable. Yeah. But he did finally get a passing touchdown again. So, Yay, He beat Jack. Carson Wentz back by one touchdown. <laughs> uh, last game, Monday Night Football, Chicago Bears, Seattle Seahawks, just so I can say it out loud, the Chicago Bears beat the Seattle Seahawks. You're obviously salivating when you're starting that Chicago Bears defense because my, oh, my, they're going to create turnovers. They're going to intercept passes. They're going to be elite. Aside from that, Tariq Cohen, I know, left the game a little injured. Uh, Matt Nagy said post game that he's going to be fine, so that's good for fantasy owners to know. 
Uh, please run Jordan Howard more. Matt yeah. Nagy, uh, that's my final message on this, but I'll let you guys say what you saw from this game. So the funny thing is, apparently, just whenever you play Seattle, pencil in six sacks. And that this is just what happens now. Yeah, it's back-to-back one, weeks. Half. Yeah, back-to-back weeks where Russell Wilson got sacked six times. This is... This is nothing new. I mean, this is this is what Seattle's been for the last few years. Uh, Tyler Lockett looked good. I'm glad that he got his touches. Will Disley had a, got in the end zone again this week. I think he's probably a top 12 tight end going forward. Um, you know, he's the fourth round pick they've been using a lot. Running back situation, I mean, Penny looked good at times. Carson, uh, Chris Carson looked good at times, but they're just not getting enough, not getting a lot of touches. Part of it's that line. Part of it is that Seattle's not getting out in front in a lot of these games. Chicago side, again, Jordan Howard just needs the ball more. Allen Robinson looked really good. Trey Burton finally got a touchdown, so that's nice. Sure did. But that that's you know. beautiful play design. It was what they ran at Florida all the time. Yeah. I mean, that was that was great. Um, this is going to come back and bite Chicago in the ass eventually. Mark my words. When when defensive coordinators get five weeks of tape on this Oregon dink and dunk guys flying over the place, they need to go back to playing football with that defense that good. Because Trubisky at times looks good, and at times he looks god awful. Yep. And unless he plays better than he played last night. They better be able to go traditional and hand it to Jordan Howard. So they should be able to do a really good offensive line. They went under center like three times. I, that scares the crap out of me that they're shotgun nonstop. He's just not that – I'm I'm convinced he's just not that quarterback. I, I, I know I haven't seen a, a lot of Trubisky, but I'm, I'm hesitant that the way Nagy is calling plays – for Trubisky because I don't think it best suits what this offense is. I'm not in love with this wide receiving core. I like them. They're okay. I, the I Monday just Night Football okay. crew did a hell of a job of pointing mm-hmm. out when he's on script with Nagy and when they're off the script. Yeah, for sure. Which means it's game plan stuff, which means eventually when it comes down to football time, you got to be able to hand off the rock and run. And Jordan Howard is that kind of guy. He fits what they want to do. When the weather starts getting bad, you got to be able to go under center, yeah. hand it off and play action off of that. Allen Robinson looks good. Yeah, I he said does that last week he looked good. Uh, the kid from Memphis looks Anthony looks Miller. good, Miller. And the freaking dude in the slot from Atlanta, I'm Taylor lo- Gabriel, losing all my names right now, is uncoverable. Yeah, he looks phenomenal. But you can't be all razzle dazzle. You got to be able yeah. to just line up and play football. And I think that'll settle down Trubisky as well. I agree. Some of this stuff, there's. They're game think, planning. I love it, but it needs to be 20-80, not 80-20. I, th- I, think, I think when the weather starts to get a little cooler, okay, I think that, I think you're going to see a, a change in this offense. But how do you change if you don't start doing it now? They're gonna you have, can't just go, I'm going to razzle-dazzle all year, and we get to sure. Halloween, the weather changes, and we're going to go, oh, we're going to hand it to Jordan Howard, because you're not prepared for that right now. Yeah, I, I just think you're going to have to. I think like, you're going to be forced to. to. To my example, you can't – you're playing Russell Wilson, and we'll go back to a fantasy perspective. He's still fantasy relevant. There are going to be a lot of games they're losing, and he's at his best when they are in the shotgun. He is flying around making plays. He's not going to be the number two quarterback like he was last year, but he's still a fan, very fancy rebel. The Chicago killed themselves by doing the razzle-dazzle, hurry up with a minute to go, going into the first half. They didn't take all the time off the clock. They didn't take Seattle's timeouts, and they gave up a 56-yard touchdown or 56-yard field goal to Sebastian Anikowski, which should have never happened. No, That's the sure. stuff that will bite you in the ass when you're playing Aaron Rodgers, which did last week. It's going to bite sure. you in the ass when you play Kirk Cousins. It'll bite you in the ass if you're playing Matt Stafford. He's coming back on you. you got to be better than that. you got to be able to – with that defense. No, they have the worst quarterback in the division. Yeah, by far, not, but he can be far. better. He can be better. He's gonna be. He's gonna get better. And he you're, look, at this better. point, you tra- you traded big last year to move up to two to get him. You're riding dying with Mitch Trubisky. No, but he doesn't have to. 
that's my point. He doesn't have to be that responsible. He, he doesn't have to be that great because they have a good offensive line and even great offensive line yeah. and two good running backs, two, two good options. And Tariq Cohen and Jordan Howard, you have enough there. I like that they're on the field do. together some, but Howard is on the sidelines way too much way for too me. Way too much. Yeah. I agree. Way too much. Well, He's too talented for that. let's see what happens because they play Arizona this week. And if you've seen the game planning against Arizona, you should be running the football And then play actioning over lot. the top of that, over those safeties. A lot. Yeah. So that's what I would now, there is speed on that Chicago offense. For sure. They just yeah. got, and I like that they're trying to get it in space. I just think they're doing too much of it. Uh, Jake, how can everybody follow you on Twitter and Instagram? Jake B. Arians on Twitter and Jake Arians on Instagram. Jamie, how can everybody follow you? At Jamie Eisner on Twitter and at Jamie Eisner on Instagram. Jamie, I'd also like you to uh, give a plug to all the content that we're doing and mostly you're doing so everybody knows where to go. And really good that. stuff, people. Yeah. Yes. Really, really good stuff. So go to tdfantasy.com. You can subscribe to TD Fantasy Premium. You're going to get a handful of articles, fantasies specific every single week. You'll get our rankings. You'll get our betting picks. You'll get personalized advice on Sunday mornings. You can get all of that. You can read up on that. tdfantasy.com. Subscribe to Premium. And guys, you can follow me at the underscore sports page with an eye on Twitter and Instagram, and you can follow at TD Fantasy, which you should at TD Fantasy underscore on Twitter and Instagram. Please subscribe to the podcast on Apple, iTunes, leave us a five-star review. We actually got some swag from State 48, our guys, so I wanted to give a, a plug to them. Thank, thankful to them for all the cool stuff that they do. They're an awesome Arizona local-based company, so if you live in the state of Arizona and you don't know what State 48 is, you better get to know State 48 because they're an awesome company. And uh, thanks to Mike for hooking this up. Thanks for listening to the TD Fantasy Podcast. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.